I'm Brian Barnett. I'm just a regular guy. I'm not a doctor. I have no legal license in any field of psychology. But I did live a large part of my life with borderline personality disorder unknowingly. And I really did rid myself of the disorder completely and permanently. Through that, I've become an expert on issues involving emotional health. I accept no responsibility whatsoever for your feelings, thoughts, behaviors, decisions, and actions, including your decision to watch or listen to this show at all. But I do hope you might benefit yourself from the insights I share. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to The Last Symptom. I'm Brian Barnett, the creator and host of The Last Symptom. I'm so happy that uh, you have chosen out of all the the billions and trillions of hours of potential content available out there on the internet in the form of podcasts, videos, movies, memes, articles, uh, you know, written by billions of people, provided by billions of people on a, hundreds of different internet platforms. I appreciate so much that you've chosen to set aside a bit of your life to listen to this episode of this podcast today. And let me tell you, it's a pretty special episode, the one that you're going to watch or hear today. And it's it's material, it's information that I included in a show last year, but it was buried at the end of the show. And as I was going through some of my old content the other day, I I come across this again and I realized this should really be a standalone show because, you know, in an hour show, there's a lot of people who might not, might get tired and might not make it to the end of the show to hear this very special information in today's program. Hear my puppies back there. They are growing so fast. It's unbelievable that just back in April, they didn't even exist in this world. And now here they are, all grown up. But anyway, the information today is very special. Now, there is some God talk. That was the reason why I originally relegated it to the end of the original show that it appeared in. But, you know, as I was listening to it, I realized that the value in it is for everybody, not just people who believe in God. So if you're an atheist, if uh, you're really turned off by discussions about religion, I hope you'll hang in there anyway today to take advantage of the value of this information, even though it does include some God talk. The value of the show today is really about topics of enabling, topics of how healthy emotional laws and principles sometimes demand that you handle things in a certain way. I mean, you've heard me talk before in the past when I've said that sometimes, for example, love takes choice out of the equation. Sometimes love says, this is what you must do, and you've just got to do it. Also talking about struggle, the value of struggle. Now, it ain't too pleasant, is it, when we struggle, but it's important for us to have a conversation about the necessity of struggle 
and the value in it. So, again, God-fearing people and atheists alike, I hope you will take advantage of today's show. Listen to it. Draw value from it. Apply what you learn here today in your lives. It will improve your life. It will improve your attitude. It will improve your mindset about what it is you're doing, trying to accomplish, and what that involves. So, I hope you enjoy today's show. Before we get started on it, let me uh, make a real quick announcement or two. TheLastSymptom.com is my website full of free and paid resources. Go over there take advantage of them. Some of those paid resources involve the possibility of you having a one-on-one conversation with me on the phone or on Zoom. I'd be happy to do that, and I'd be happy to analyze your situation, hear the details of what you're dealing with, and provide some insights that might be beneficial to you. The Last Symptom Fundamentals course, that's the two-week intensive pre-recorded course. Um, nobody signed up for, for it for a while. Uh, if you've been on the fence about it, I would I would recommend that you do, do that. Because uh, if a long enough period of time goes by and nobody takes advantage of the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, then I can't continue just pouring money into it every month, you know, for the subscription that I pay for it. And uh, I'll have to cancel that and maybe come up with a different arrangement for people to be able to take that course. So something to think about. It's a, it's a two-week pre-recorded course, intensive, very intensive, chock full of insights. People who have taken that course say that they so many things uh, they missed the first time they took it. So they take it three, three, four times to pick up on those things that they missed the first time. The simple reason for that is because it just includes so many insights. It's really worth your time and trouble to take if you can. Last announcement, and then we'll get on with things. As many of you know, the show is going to a once-every-other-week schedule. The reason for that is because I do live streams every Monday on our last symptom, on our exclusive last symptom group, which is can be found on the Locals platform. That's thelastsymptom.locals.com. Another way you can join us there is to download the Locals.com app from the App Store and then just search for The Last Symptom within the app. Live streams every Monday, that means I'm live on camera. You're not. You can be sitting around in your underwear sipping coffee if you want to be, but you can interact with me through the chat. That's that's an opportunity for you to get your questions answered, for me to... Uh, uh, for you to have constant and regular interactions with me uh, every week. We have a fantastic group there, folks. If you're not on there for whatever reason, I know there's there's been people been following me for a long time, really resistant to joining our group there. You're, sh- you're shooting yourself in the foot, I'm telling you. The interactions we have there, the discussions we get into, the enjoyment and the encouragement of seeing other people's growth in real time from week to week is just a wonderful thing. It's a very private group. It has all kinds of safeguards in place for you to make it, uh, for you to guard your privacy much better than you could do on any other platform. So it's a really great opportunity. I hope you'll take advantage of it. And with that said, let's uh, get in on today's show 
and I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you'll let me know uh, how much you enjoyed it over there on our group. I'm sharing this with you because this is an insight that I gained as a God-fearing person myself. And this is, these are insights that I gained from my own struggles and self-improvement. Let me ask you what is required, what is absolutely required for self-improvement that none of us probably enjoy too much. One word. One word. You might want to write it down. It's struggle. Struggle. Struggle is absolutely required for self-improvement. Struggle. If you think about it, it is the very process of struggle and exertion <clears throat> that makes us strong. It, ain't that true? What is that true for? Well, it's true for our muscles, it, isn't it? What else is it true for? Well, it's true for our brains, isn't it? Think about the process of learning algebra or of memorization or of trying to wrap your mind around quantum physics. What else is it true for? It's true for spiritual health. What do all these things require? Exertion and struggle. <clears throat> Why? Exertion and struggle are what strengthen and refine. Do you think that God is not aware of this? that it is struggle and exertion that are what strengthen and refine us as people here in the physical world? One thing that I've learned as a God-fearing person myself is that a, a healthy relationship with God and authentic recovery from a lifetime of emotional unhealth are very intimately related. There are so many parallels between the two things. There's almost no difference. They share a multitude of similarities and comparative elements. So let's say that you're a person who wants to understand God or you want to develop a relationship with Him. Does God want to help you find the answers that you're looking for? For example, why does God allow suffering? If he's all-powerful, why doesn't he do something? Would you like to know the answer to that? Well, I'm not going to answer it for you because I'm not, t I'm, not, I'm not feeding you a fish. I'm teaching you how to fish so that you can go catch your own fish. So the answer is yes, God wants to help you find the answers, but, but, He won't do anything that allows you to lazily wait for things to be done for you that you could and should be doing for yourself. Let me say that one more time. God won't do anything for you that allows you to lazily wait for things to be done for you 
that you could and should be doing for yourself. Do you see the comparisons there between trying to have a healthy relationship with God and also trying to escape emotional unhealth? If, let's say you're married to somebody who's very unhealthy, emotionally unhealthy, what happens when you make all of the appointments for that person with the therapist? What happens when you're the one who goes to the store and buys all the books? What happens when you're the one who does all the research to see how to recover from this emotional disorder and you're doing all these things for that person? Does it help? Or does it enable? It enables, doesn't it? Remember what the key ingredient to authentic recovery is? Self-initiation. The person has to want it for themselves for real. Do you think that God is not aware of that? phenomenon or that uh, that reality that exists for for us as human beings that self-initiation is the only way it works I want to tell you a story about me working at a business supply store in my uh, early 20s so I had left the monument company where I which was my first job I'd worked there for a long time and then I went to work for a business supply store and one of my jobs when I started there was on Mondays we would have a paper delivery and so this big truck would pull up outside on the street and um, I would have to take a dolly cart outside and we would load the thing to the top with these boxes of paper and I, I think we would have like sometimes 100 boxes 50 boxes that I would have to load up on the dolly cart tilt back pull up on the sidewalk, get it around the side of the building, and pull up a ramp and into the store. Very specifically, I remember that the very first day that I performed that part of my job, it almost killed me. It was so hard. I remember thinking, holy mackerel, I got to do this every week? This is going to kill me. Finally got all the paper in there. But you know what? I also very distinctly remember one day when I was right in the middle of that. This is about a year into the job. Uh, I was right in the middle of hauling all that paper in on one Monday morning, like had become the custom. <clears throat> and in the middle of it, I thought, boy, this is so easy now that I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I mean, I do it like like nothing like taking a walk down the street it, it's no struggle at all I distinctly remember that it had become so simple now what if I had somebody to step in at every opportunity <clears throat> and say Brian look you don't have to do that you just stand there and watch I'll do it for you and what if I had somebody else who would step in and grab the dolly cart, tilt it back, you know, load up all the paper, and haul it in for me? What would have happened after a year? Would my strength have ever increased? What would happen if you go to the gym and uh, one of the employees there, every time you go to the gym, were to bear most of the weight of everything you try to lift, 
so that you don't have to exert yourself or feel uncomfortable. You see, that's the very definition of what enabling is. Anything that enables you to stay weak. Anything that enables you to continue as you are, that's enabling. So back to God. If God were to do certain things for you in your efforts to develop a personal relationship with, with him, would that not be an enabling behavior on his part? It certainly would be an enabling behavior on God's part if he were to do that. And that would violate his emotionally healthy laws and principles, and he can't do that. He can't do that. Why not? Because true concern and true interest in the well-being of others absolutely disallows certain things such as enabling others in any way that's negative. You say, well, God is all-powerful. Yeah, God is all-powerful. But that is not the same as saying that God can do anything. He can't do anything. Think about that. God can't do anything. He can't do anything in a way that violates his own perfect laws and principles. Remember in the past we talked about this in the context of love. I told you that often genuine authentic love <coughs> takes choice out of the equation. It takes it out of the equation. Sometimes love says you must do this, you must do it this way and you absolutely cannot do any of these other things. To act in any other way would not be love. You see, sometimes love says, you can't do any of those things. You have to do this thing. Because to do anything else would not be love. To do it differently, in other words, would be acting completely contrary to love so it couldn't be love motivating it in the first place. Well, God is bound in this way. He can't act in any way that violates his perfect laws and principles because to do so would not be reflective of love and in interest of the greatest long-term benefit for those he cares about. So he can't act in any way that enables you negatively. Never forget that. Never forget that when you're sitting around and thinking, why doesn't God do something for me? Or why doesn't he answer my prayer? It might be <clears throat> that he needs you to do something first because he can't act in a way that enables you, enables your, your unhealth, be that emotional unhealth or spiritual unhealth. However, if you're putting in an effort to know him, remember, I'm just sharing you sharing with you things that that I have come to see <clears throat> over the years in my own recovery and the comparisons that I have learned to make between what was required of me to escape emotional unhealth and get healthy for real and now the comparisons and the the similarities I see in the same struggle for somebody who is 
spiritually completely alienated from God who wants to improve their relationship with him. All right? If we are putting in an effort to know him, to understand insightfully issues related to him and life with the right motives, and God observes that, then what will you have done? You have opened up the possibility then for him to step in and support you and help you healthfully. What's the emotionally healthy, you know, speaking of emotional health, what's the emotionally healthy principle in our dealings with ourselves and others when it comes to matters of emotional health? Well, here's the, here's the principle. You always jump in to reward and celebrate any healthy attitudes, thinking, and behaviors, and you in no way reward or support any unhealthy attitudes, thinking, or behaviors. Think about how that applies to us in our own efforts, right? We recognize that we're doing something good and healthy and positive that's moving us forward. We celebrate that. It is proper that we do so. We celebrate it. We reward it. But what if we catch ourselves doing, thinking, uh, having unhealthy attitudes or anything that negatively impacts our emotional health is that something that we reward or celebrate if we're genuine people tr genuinely trying to get healthy no we just don't reward it in any way now, what about our dealings with others <clears throat> say you're married to somebody who is emotionally unhealthy and you, you're trying to uh, figure out the, the t right type of support remember you're always supporting one thing or the other it, there's, you're never not supporting something. You're either supporting their emotional unhealth or you're supporting their emotional health. So when people say, well, I just want to support the person, I just want to support the person, okay, but you already are. You already are. But if the person is so unhealthy, <clears throat> clearly you've been supporting the wrong thing, right? You've been enabling. Enabling, enabling is also support, if you, if you think about it. It's just bad support. So, when we're dealing with other people, say you got a wife or a spouse or somebody who's trying to claims they want to get better, then what are you doing? What is your job? Your job is to celebrate and reward anything positive that you see in them. Any positive attitudes, any positive thinking, any positive behaviors. <clears throat> celebrate, reward. What about the negative attitudes, the unhealthy attitudes, the unhealthy think and the unhealthy behaviors. What do you do towards those things? You don't support that or celebrate it or reward it in any way. Now let's go to God. What's God's manner of dealing with us in spiritual matters? Knowing that he can't violate his own righteous principles and laws what is God's manner of dealing with us in spiritual matters? He will always jump in to celebrate and reward the positive. Positive attitudes, positive thinking, positive behaviors, things that are going to be good for you, things that are leading you in the right way. What will he, what will he never reward or support in any way? any spiritually unhealthy 
attitudes, thinking, and behaviors. So that that's uh, something I wanted to share with you folks. I know that um, you know it was important for me to be able to make sense of these things uh, when I was trying to recover myself as somebody who believes in God and who has that as an important part of my life. So <clears throat> I won't preach at you anymore. I did have a lot more here written, <clears throat> but maybe if you'd like to know what I had written, you can reach out to me, <clears throat> excuse me, on the last symptom group on locals, and I'd be happy to share it with you. I'd be happy to share the whole outline of today's program. Folks, thank you so much for uh, dealing with me and being patient with me while I tried to recover from being sick. As you can tell, apparently I've got some cough and phlegm here starting to strike me as the evening gets on. But I'm glad I was able to do this show. Thank you for tolerating the sound of the air conditioner. Like I said, I can't turn it off. It's 2,000 degrees in here. And um, I will talk to you folks next week hopefully unless I get struck by lightning or uh, attacked by Bigfoot so hopefully those things won't happen and I'll be talking at you real real soon <laughs>